Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever or wherever you are, whether you're shopping, chopping, knitting, or babysitting, I thank you for tuning in to Series 4 of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom. My name is Georgina Townsend, and I am your host and the acting editor of Kitchens, Bedrooms, and Bathrooms magazine. For our eighth episode, and I can't believe we're on eight already, I was joined a third time by interior designers Pia Pelkinen from Pia Design and Amy Stoddart of Amy Rebecca Interiors to answer some of our readers' and listeners' kitchen and bathroom storage dilemmas. Is there a difference between a larder and a pantry? Is there such a thing as too much storage? And can storage be practical but also trend-led? But before we get going, I have a favour to ask. We want to try and help as many people as possible. Whether they're currently renovating a complete door upper or just simply want to refresh their tired kitchen or bathroom. So please, if you have the time, share this episode with friends or family or your neighbours down the street. Plus leave a review and subscribe. We'd also love it if you could share with us your thoughts on the episode. Do you agree? Don't you agree? Tag us on social media and let's keep the conversation going. Right, let's get those questions answered, shall we? Hello again, Amy and Pia. Thank you for joining me once again for another podcast. Thanks for having us again. Hi, nice to be here. I am super excited about this one because we are going to be answering questions from our readers all about kitchen and bathroom storage dilemmas. Now, storage is one of the most read articles that we've had on these three rooms. In terms of former podcasts, it seems to be one of the most popular that people listen to. So storage is a massive consideration when we do up our homes. So our readers have been in touch. And our first question is from Katie. She says, our family bathroom has been taken over by bottles and toys and other toiletries. How can we make it look more uncluttered? So I think there are a few things that you can do. So you're kind of looking at different areas to plan in storage. So obviously you've got under counter basin storage. Potentially you could do mirror storage or behind mirror storage if you've got a um, niche behind there that you can kind of secretly hide it away. In shower storage, so I think it's great to plan in niches where possible rather than having the kind of shower caddy, which is always a bit messy bath storage so I quite like to although this is fairly decorative sometimes have a stud wall a low height stud wall behind the bath to put a diffuser or a candle glass of wine perhaps so that solves that storage issue and then also it's great to have behind toilet or WC storage, where you do have a wall-hung toilet, you can then gain back space above and recess a, a cabinet. It's one thing if you are designing a bathroom from scratch, if you're doing a refurbishment, then obviously you can plan in all that really helpful storage, like above the loo and getting a big spacious vanity unit and building the niches into your showers and above the bath and so on. But if you already have a working bathroom and you're not starting again, but you just need to improve the storage, then there are ways that you can you can increase storage. So for example, if you've got a wall hung vanity unit, you can get some nice baskets with storage boxes and keep them under, under there. Or you can get wall hung cabinets, hanging racks inside the shower, or there's these cute little hooks that you can get that just hang off the edge of your shower glass. So you can hang toiletries or a sponge or whatever you need in the bathroom. So there's easier ways you can increase the storage without having to start again. Have you ever had a design or someone has wanted a design where you've really thought, oh, there's really not enough storage here? Oh, all the time. I think it's one of those, isn't it? You can never have too much storage, especially in a hardworking room like a bathroom. So the more you can get in, the better 
make use of every single concealed area that you can to build in a recessed cupboard or, or hang something on the wall. So yeah, definitely more is more with storage. So our next question is from Hardy and she says, is there a difference between a larder and a pantry and how can I have one? <laughs> so I guess I would see a larder as maybe a pull-out food storage. Maybe there's wire racks in there, lots of jars, predominantly dry foods. Whereas a pantry, I would maybe see it as potentially a walk-in separate room. Maybe it's a slide and hide unit, slightly bigger worktop in there, a sink if you're lucky. That's kind of how I would differentiate mm. the two. But I think are. nowadays they are used pretty much interchangeably, those two terms. But traditionally, was it larder is meant to be like a cooler room. So it would have been built against an exterior wall or, or further down in the basement or something. But yeah, I would tend to use them in the same sort of way. Like a, you can have a larder cupboard or yeah. a walk-in pantry or vice versa. <laughs> so yeah, pretty interchangeable nowadays. So if I came up to you and I said, I really want a larder and that's all I gave you, would you say, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what does yeah. that mean by, what, by, my, by me saying I want a larder? Yeah, I would probably quiz you more on on what you want to store in there. Do you want a walk-in space? Have we got space for creating a walk-in larder? I think they're amazing spaces if you can do it because it, it means you can just store so much dried food and condiments and extras and you don't have to be too precious about how things are displayed because it can be a hidden space. You can close it away so when you're entertaining, you don't have all that clutter on display. But equally, if you don't have the space for a full walk-in pantry or larder, then you can do those pull-out ones with racks in them. I quite like a double-doored one so it feels a little bit more luxurious than just a pull-out cabinet and you can get the spice racks on the doors and build in appliances like if you've got smaller appliances like a microwave that can go into the larder cupboard. I've actually gone to the extent of measuring some of these cereal boxes and designing a, a larder cupboard that suited everything that they needed to store. So it can be a really hardworking storage space. Which kind of actually makes me think, Hardy, I'm going to ask a secondary question for you, which is, is there a difference between a larder, a pantry and a breakfast cupboard? Or are they again the same things, just different yeah. words for the same thing? Yeah, it depends what, what the use is. You're designing it to the client's exact needs. So if they come to you and say, I specifically want it to suit my breakfast needs, then you might have a hot tap in there. Um, I've actually done before Nespresso drawer. So it's got cutouts for the Nespresso pods at the top. Like Pia said, your cereal, things like that. You would tailor it more to that rather than strictly food storage. I'm guessing you don't just have to have cereal and jars of pasta and things. What else could a pantry or a larder or a breakfast cupboard, whether it's a, a walk-in or whether it's, you know, one of the double door half height ones, what else can you use them for? We're actually doing a design at the moment for a hidden walk-in pantry. Inside there is actually a breakfast cupboard. So yeah, the best of all. <laughs> oh my <goodness>. layers. <laughs> Very luxurious. And then all along the walls we have shelves. So that can be for all the jars and other condiments. But we're also making a cooking space in there for when the family want to bake together. So they've got a big mixer. They've got a beautiful wide worktop space inside this pantry cupboard. So when they want to be really messy and, and bake a batch of cookies or whatever it is they want to bake, they can do that in the back kitchen or pantry and then bring those things out into the kitchen. And again, it just allows them to hide the mess. So you can just shut that door behind you and it's all concealed. This pantry sounds bigger than my actual kitchen. I was going to say, it's, it's like Narnia. where they <laughs> can enough. bake cookies on in their pantry. Yeah, it's a generously sized space. <laughs> it's a generously sized pantry. <laughs> my goodness. I've seen breakfast cupboards used for things like home bars. 
I was gonna say that yeah I've done a gin bar before in one of them so that was super fun I antique mirror at the back it was quite moody lots of gin on display and then they had a topping board that pulled out for your lemons and your limes yeah that was a fun one so is this quite a trendy thing, would you say, at the moment? Are people asking more and more for pantries and larders and breakfast cupboards? I get a lot of requests for walk-in pantries. And where possible, I do love it. And as much as I've said, it can be a hard-working space that you can hide the clutter away. People do really want them as a design feature as well. We're just designing one now with actually clear glazed doors. So you will be able to see into this pantry all the time. And similar to what Amy mentioned with her a gin bar, um, it will have something like that with LED lit up shelves and a really cool, interesting splashback material. So it's going to be a real feature in the kitchen as well. We've got the idea of what a you know breakfast cupboard larder and pantry is now, but are there any clever or fun things that you can also do with them? So I've got one that I'm designing at the moment and it's a run of tool units. And then two of the tool units are actually secret doors. So one of them takes you into the hidden pantry and then the other one takes you into the utility and boot room. So just giving that seamless look in the kitchen and then you enter into a secret pantry. Lovely. Does it have to match your kitchen units or can it be freestanding? Can it be a bit more statement? Does that exist? Yeah, definitely. I think, again, depending on the space you have, whether it's walk-in space or a standalone cupboard, it can be a real feature space. And like I say, people are really interested in them and asking for them a lot. So it's quite nice to separate it from the rest of your units and, and make it a bit of a unique standalone feature. I recently did a kitchen where someone rescued a 1950s kitchenette. It was so a freestanding, gorgeous really sort of retro American looking thing. They completely did it up and they called it Betty. And, <laughs> and inside Betty is the toster and yeah, cereals and coffee cups, things like that. That's She's so a real fun. feature in her, in their kitchen. So yeah. That's interesting. I actually did once a bespoke unit that was meant to look like a vintage piece, kind of similar to what you described. It was quite low. And then we actually housed the ovens inside it. And that was interesting. Fun. Kind of mixing the old with the new. <laughs> I like it. Okay, Hardy. Well, I hope that helps. So the next question is from Tom and he's asking, how do I actually figure out how much storage I need for my new kitchen or bathroom? And is there such a thing as too much storage? So Pia, you've kind of said more is more already, Mm -hmm. never too much storage, but how do you figure out how much storage you actually need? Is there a thing as too much storage? I don't think there can be such a thing as too much storage, but at the same time, we are a little bit like goldfish, aren't we? If you give us more space, we will keep growing and (laughs) expanding what we have until all of our storage is full. So um, I think a good way to work out what storage you actually need, especially if you're going from one existing space to a new space, is just measure what you've got. So how much space is taken up by your dinner plates and your fancy dinner plates and bowls and cups and all the rest. What sort of small appliances do you have to store? What are the things that are really important for you when you're cooking to access regularly? So do you have a mixer that you use on the go regularly? That probably needs to be planned into your storage space. And that should give you an idea of how much you actually need for storage, how much you need for worktop space and any other practical requirements for your space. You mentioned that you measured Um, a former client's cereal boxes. Was that right? Yeah. Anything else that you need to measure? Does that sound strange? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I've literally measured people's like how many spices they use and made sure that when we design the spice racks, there's enough holders for all of their different spices Um, and utensils. Like some people have really cool, interesting utensils that are all really custom links. 
So we've even measured those and designed cutlery trays that fit their utensils exactly. So you can really customize a kitchen, which I love. I love that as well. I once wrote about a homeowner. She was a chef and her mother was a chef and she inherited all of her mum's copper pots and pans and things. And she actually owned 27 different woks. So you can imagine how many actual like (laughs) pans and things she had. So she needed a lot of storage just for her woks. So yes. How about you? Have you measured a wok or anything? (laughs) Yes, I definitely have measured things, unfortunately. (laughs) Not the most glamorous part of our job. I get a lot of clients asking me, I tend not to plan in wall units. I'm not a huge fan of them. And I like to do open shelving. And a lot of clients ask me where are the cups going and the plates going that kind of traditionally would go in a wall unit. So it's really important to show them the other options. So whether or not you've got your large dinner plates in a drawer, perhaps with dividers helping to break them up or your cups might go in a tool unit or a breakfast larder. So yeah, just really showing them that actually a wall unit isn't the end of the world if you don't have it and you can have shelving with lots of decorative pieces and there are lots of options. What about clever storage tricks? How do you two feel about Le Mans drawers? Big fan. Yeah, anything that makes accessing a corner cupboard more practical. I haven't got one. I've just got shelves in my corner unit. And I, I found a sieve the other day that's been missing for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Too much storage, Pia. <laughs> you don't know what you've got. No, uh, no. But those Le Mans units are great, aren't they? Because you yeah. can easily see what you've got in there. So you, so you don't lose anything. I also love, and I always try to plan them in, is a drawer above your bin unit. Because it's great for bin liners mm. and... Various bin accessories. What a tip. Okay. There you go. That was free. (laughs) Um, I recently just interviewed Linda Barker and she has a real pet hate for cupboards in general. She's all about the drawers. She thinks that things get lost in cupboards. And I think Pia's just proven her point. (laughs) I don't disagree with that at all. (laughs) Were you super happy when you found this sieve? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) What did you sieve in it? <laughs> I remember the first what time. I, I made macarons, actually. Oh, look at Is there anything that's not practical in terms of storage, would you say? I take her point. I think that cupboards can be fairly impractical, especially when they're 600 deep, because it is, yeah, how are you getting to the back? But there are budget constraints with that, because obviously drawers are more expensive. So that's something to consider. I think open shelves, you mentioned open shelves. It's one of those slightly controversial storage options, isn't it? Because us as designers, we love the idea of a beautiful floating shelf with beautiful small ornaments, really nicely arranged. But for some kitchens, that's just not practical. Is If you're a hardworking family and you've got lots of things to store, we do often get asked, are you sure this is the right way forward for us or would a wall cupboard be more practical? So we try and mix and match. Sometimes it's worth putting in a couple of wall units so you have extra practical storage, but you can still keep the aesthetic of the open shelf. (laughs) It's true. I have an open shelf in my kitchen and it is literally just to put pretty things on. It's not practical at all. But even then I look at some of the, you know, the decanters and the, and the mini vases and the plant pots and I see the dust and like grime. And I think, well, first of all, I think, oh, I'm going to have to clean that. And then second of all, I think, I'm so glad that I've not done this for my actual practical 
storage for like wine glasses or stuff because you'd have to clean them every time you yeah. use them 100%. or for your bowls or things like that so sometimes when I do see lots and lots of open shelving with actual things on I must think I just think well just think about all the stuff that's on there well they just drink a lot of wine <laughs> yeah, exactly. just using them every day yeah that's true <laughs> very true so that's a lot about kitchen storage but Tom also asked about how do I plan my bathroom storage is it similar are we measuring rubber ducks or anything <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's about making sure you've got a place for everything. So again, just consider what you need to use in the bathroom. Are you doing your makeup in the bathroom? Tom probably isn't, but in general, (laughs) somebody else might be. And then, of course, you need to plan for the storage for that. But also with bathrooms, I think it's useful to think about what you actually use because we have a tendency to gather clutter, don't we? And, And there's a lot of stuff in my bathroom that I think, like, when's the last time I even used that? You haven't so got a sieve actually, in there, Brian. <laughs> not in the bathroom, no, but yeah, there's there's things that I could easily get rid of and, and not really miss them. So actually, when you're planning what storage you need, maybe you go through those things and just think, can I kind of make a capsule collection for my bathroom products? Yeah. And just minimize less is more. And the measuring thing is important as well, because some clients have like really large shampoos and conditioners. So you need to make sure that the niches that we're planning in do actually suit that size. And so no rubber ducks, but you might be measuring shampoo bottles. <laughs> I have done, yes. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, Tom, well, I hope that helps you. So our next question is from Sarah. Should I get a wall hung or freestanding vanity for my bathroom? I think it depends on the style that you're going for. So traditional bathrooms definitely more prone towards the floor standing and then a more modern look would be to have it wool hung my personal preference is wool hung just for cleanliness and cleaning underneath yeah I think there's pros and cons to both aren't they I guess if you've got storage that goes all the way to the floor you probably get a little bit more storage space inside but Amy I tend to agree with you I love a wool hung vanity that you can get underneath it and clean and then you haven't got any dust traps and corners and you can use the bottom half of your underside of your vanity unit for extra storage baskets as well so it doesn't have to be a loss in storage either is it true or a sort of design myth that wool hung vanities actually make your space feel a bit more spacious i think it's true definitely yeah yeah because you can see more floor space and yeah yeah it just feels more airy yeah Um, I, i love an led light under the vanity unit as well and i think that can that can give you the impression of more space as well just adds to the light and atmosphere Okay, so we are team wool hung then. For sure. What are the pros and cons of the freestanding then? I know we've spoken about the cleaning, but is it more of a style thing if they went for a freestanding one? Yeah, I think like Amy said, it tends to lend itself more to a traditional look. But because they'd go all the way to the floor, you probably do get a little bit, maybe your drawers are extra deep. So you do probably get a bit more storage in them. Okay, Sarah, well, there you have it. You have your answer. You need a wool hung sanity unit. <laughs> no question. <laughs> no question there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the next question is from Alexandra. Can storage be practical, but also trend-led? So, for example, what I'm seeing at the moment is lots of fluted glass on cabinetry. So that's, again, maybe the solution to open shelving versus wool cabinets. Would you agree? Are you guys seeing any sort of particular trends in storage? Yeah, definitely. I think that fluting is very popular. Again, we've touched on this before, but kind of mixing the materials. So we've done liquid metal wall units before, which is quite a fun thing to do. You could micro cement your doors if you wanted to, put mirrors on them. Again, we did this unit that was vintage inspired. So it kind of felt more like a freestanding piece if you don't want that built in kitchen look. 
I love a little bit of visible starch as well. So the fluted glass has been really popular or safety glass, any kind of obscured glass, I think is, is a nice balance in between having all your clutter visible, but also just adding a design element to the storage. Yeah, I've also done, which we haven't spoken about before, almost like a hanging frame over an island. So that's quite an, an industrial thing to do. And you often see it in restaurants and you can kind of hang your pots and pans. Great for this person with the 17 walks yeah. <laughs> from it and plants and things like that. So that's quite a, a, a trendy way of adding in storage as well. Quite practical as well, I guess, mm. things within easy reach for you. Yeah, definitely. Something that I was thinking about with this question as well was handles something's just as simple as door handles how that can maybe make your storage feel a bit more bespoke make it feel a bit more personal to you have you seen any trends in handles yeah have you got a particular favorite of a type of handle oh well i do have my favorite (laughs) 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 we've done quite a bit of a budget kitchen actually recently it was just like trade quality kitchen units but then we went for customized handles and we actually found them on anthropology and they were really different it's not something you'd normally see in a kitchen I think they're normally just meant for like normal joinery cupboards but yeah it just really changed the look of this kitchen and and a lot of people commented on it because they didn't think that it looked like you know Howden's cabinets or whatever it was and it was the handles that really gave it that bespoke touch definitely worth considering some unique handles yeah, I'm team handles rather than handleless. Another yeah, one Oh, guys, come on. Do you, yeah. do you disagree <laughs> on anything? seamless. <laughs> okay, so team handles. What yeah. can you handle? So on my kitchen, I am going to have an antique brass that patinas and ages over time. So every time you touch it, it's going to wear, which I think will be really lovely. I once wrote about a kitchen. They had Jaguar-shaped handles. <gasps> You've done peacocks before, haven't you? Peacock handles. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. So that's one way of making maybe your sort of very practical storage a bit more trend led. Something else I think I've seen is islands and how they used to be quite sort of square, rectangle, monolithic. Now they're full of storage. And like you've just said, you know, having that iron sort of steel above an island, multi-level islands. Would you say that an island is a perfect way to get more storage into your kitchen as well? I love an island where you can fit one in. I think if you've got a tight space where you're having to compromise on the island and it becomes this sort of squished in almost an afterthought, then I would avoid it. But if you've got a generous space and you can get in an island, then it's such a practical use of space because you can get all the way around it. You can use it as a work surface. You can get lots of storage into it. And what I also love is that, like you said, islands used to be this like monolithic big block. People are more open nowadays to seeing what else an island could be. Like, it, does it have to go all the way to the floor? Is it on legs? Um, which again gives you that impression of space all the way around and can make your space feel a bit more spacious. So I think, yeah, definitely yes to an island. And I think there's a lot more we can do with islands than what people might immediately assume. I think one thing that's allowing us as designers to push boundaries with islands as well is downdraft extraction. So not having the extractor hood above the island, which always felt so bulky and restraining for us. So having it within the cooktop is great. It's space saving um, because I know an, an older solution was to have it behind the cooktop, but that took up so much space in the island. So nowadays you're hardly taking up any space at all. I think it just takes up one one small drawer. So yeah, that allows us to be more flexible yeah, and design led. Game changer has it, it has, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've got the things like the glass fluting, handles, trendy islands. Anything else that you think is quite popular at the moment in terms of storage? I've seen a lot of quite bespoke solutions being asked for. You mentioned very early on about kitchens that don't look like kitchens or kitchens 
that feel integrated more into your living space. And I've had a lot of those requests. So recently somebody's wanted a home office in their kitchen. So we've designed a bespoke little drawer that pulls out with their laptop on it and things like that. So a lot of customizations I think I'm seeing in storage. And as well, creating that cohesive feel with the dining space and whether or not the dining area is also in the same kitchen units. Maybe you've got a banquette seating, maybe there's drawers or cupboards underneath that. Maybe it's framed with units either side. So from both of you, top tip for storage. Make sure you've got enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not too much (laughs) with the same issue. Um, Definitely make sure you've got enough and just consider where you can fit it in. If you've got room for extra storage here and there, just do it. Make use. Make use of every little space. I think just be fun with it and be playful and don't be afraid to make it more decorative or interesting. It doesn't have to look like storage. Well, thank you both so much for all of your help on all of the podcasts. I've really appreciated it. It's been so much fun and I hope our listeners have enjoyed it and I hope you two have enjoyed it as well. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you once again to Pia and Amy. Lots of great advice in this episode and all the previous ones they've been on this series. Before I leave you, I wanted to please ask again, if you liked what you heard, to please give us a review, subscribe, tag us on social media and share with friends and family. Until next time.